Welcome to Listen, St. Benedict Speaks Today, a discussion of the rule of St. Benedict with the sisters of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. I'm Sister Molly Brockwell. And I'm novice Jennifer Halling. And our guest today is Sister Mary Elizabeth Schweiger, who is a spiritual director and co-director of the Sojourner Spiritual Formation Program at Sophia Spirituality Center. Hello to all listeners. I look forward to exploring the rule of St. Benedict with you. Today we're going to be discussing verse 4 of the prologue to the rule of St. Benedict. Jennifer, would you read that for us? Sure. Verse 4 of the prologue reads as follows. First of all, every time you begin a good work, you must pray to Christ most earnestly to bring it to perfection. Sister Mary Liz, why do you think Benedict says, first of all, you must pray when beginning a good work? Well, Benedict, I think, spent a lot of time in prayer. And being the wise man that he was, I think Benedict knew how important it was to call upon for, to God for everything we do. When I think of this verse from the prologue, it reminds me that as a child, one of the very first prayers I learned was the daily offering. Each thought, each word, each deed of mine shall be an act of love divine, and everything that I shall do shall be my God for the love of you. That's beautiful. I still say that prayer every day to begin my day. I want everything to be a good work as I live throughout the day. And when I pray, I just, before a specific task, I just think everything goes better. I find that's true in my life too, that um, if I take the time to pray and to, to lift my heart up to God, my heart's in the right place as I begin a good work. Great. That's really great that your parents got you set on that path so early in life to, to say that prayer. So, Sister Mary Liz, how do you think prayer changes the way we approach our work specifically? Does it help us discern what truly is a good work? For me, prayer just deepens my awareness of God acting through me. I know God has given me gifts and talents, and I have responsibility to build up the body of Christ. I can't do it alone. I'm dependent on God to help me. It, it requires a great deal of humility and trust to, tr and to know that it is not just my work, but it is our work, God and mine. And I think that's what makes it holy and good. When my mom, can I tell you a story? Oh, sure. please. When my mom was in her 80s, one of our sisters, Sister Lillian, had a scripture study group with elderly women in a nursing facility. Sister Lillian led the group and would go by my mom's house to take her to the group. My mom 
loved it so much, but she didn't learn a lot, I don't think. But she, because she had a hard time of hearing and she couldn't get everything. But what she did love was fixing lunch for Sister Lillian and for the people in her group. Well, one Sunday afternoon, after one of these monthly meetings, I went to see her and she was waiting for me at the front door. After a brief hello, she said, you have to help me do my homework. <laughs> Needless to say, I was a little caught off guard because I wasn't used to helping my mother do her homework. <laughs> I found out that Sister Lillian had asked the people in the group to write a prayer and to bring it to the next meeting. Mom said, I don't know how to write a prayer. You have to do it for me. So after this, I thought this is a beautiful opportunity to talk to my mom about prayer. So I said, Mom, do you ever talk to God? Oh, she said, yes, all the time. I said, well, what do you say? And she says, well, every night before I go to bed, I thank God for my family, my children, my life, my friends. And then I said, do you say anything else? And she said, I always end. Thank you, God, for another day of serving you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that really, I was blown out of the water. <laughs> that, that was profound for me. I went on to ask her then, well, how about in the morning? Without a moment hesitation, she said, before I get out of bed, before I get out of bed, I say, thank you, God, for another day of serving you. To me, this kind of relationship with God in prayer is what makes for good works. That's wonderful. Your mom lived a long, long life of service. For she, sure. she did. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of a person in their 80s thinking of their still being of service to others. And that's what just, I thought, every day of our life, we are serving God. That reminds me of, of so many of our elder sisters in the community and what a treasure they are for us and the service they do by their faithful presence and their, um, their prayer and, and their commitment to this life. That's wonderful reflection. So I've got another question for you. Okay. I've heard it said that we should plan as if everything depends on us and pray as if everything depends on God. How can we get out of the way and let God work through us? Well, that's, that's a hard one in one sense, but I remember my novice director saying to me, be where you are and do what you're doing. And that was helpful advice for me so I think that all of us are so gifted with talents and wonderful education with all kinds of gifts that are important. And we need to use those gifts in our daily life. But I think we do have to get out of the way. Our ego can really become in the forefront. And I think that when we pray, pray, pray can change us in that. It puts it in the right focus. I think another thing that really helps me keep that in focus is what I call Sabbath time. Just time to be alone, time to be with others, time to just, I mean not to be with others, but just to be alone with God. And to take that time 
when you're not working because it says you're not in, you're not in, indispensable. Others can handle the work, and that reminds me that it's it's I don't have to do all the work. It, it, I mean, but I can I can work hard, but I can also let God do God's work. That's a really good point. I like that. And the other thing that helps me is laughter. Oh, laughter is so important to keep things in perspective. And one of the last things I do before going to bed is read the comics. Because I love <laughs> comics and cartoons because they can put mm. that so much right in perspective. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, a good daily practice. <laughs> yes, mm. I think it is. <laughs> well, let me ask you about one other aspect of verse 4 from the prologue. Um, St. Benedict says we should pray most earnestly. I'm wondering, in your work as a spiritual director, what advice would you give someone whose prayer has become just kind of dull and routine? Well, for one thing, first of all, in spiritual direction, we try not to give advice. Ah. We let the wisdom wisdom just come from within the person. And so I would like, I would invite the person to reflect on the time when they felt God's presence and explore where they are and what was going on, what they were trying to do, remember, and to remember the experience and to kind of savor that experience. And um, I find that while well, we don't want prayer to become routine. It's good to have a routine of prayer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just to explore with them what's going on with them. But there's so many things. People get into very stuck ways of praying or thinking about God. And so I'd like to explore with them their images of God. Mm-hmm. And they, there's scriptures so full of it. God is a teacher, a mother hen, a friend, a rock. A shelter, and I think just looking at God from different images can help people move out of a, a stale kind of time of prayer. And then there's so many ways that people can pray, and we forget that. I mean, I think one of them is nature. I mean, when you think of nature, you can observe just like a tree or a blade of grass and just allow that part of nature to speak to you, to speak to me, to see what God has to say about that. And then there's all kinds of art that's available, both my own as well as others, and let God speak through that art piece or poetry. There's also people forget that they can pray through their body, through dance, through becoming aware of their breath. Just so many ways that different aspects of prayer can be brought into the picture without, you know, just doing the same thing over and over again. I think, I think color, looking at the different colors of things and coloring our prayer can be helpful, or journaling. And so I think all of those things are very, very helpful. And when people realize that there can be very, they can be very imaginative in their prayer, I think it doesn't be it isn't quite so routine. I don't know if that's what you're getting at or not, mm-hmm. but that's great. Those are some great pointers for people wanting to um, breathe some new life into their own prayer practices. Mm-hmm. I think Benedict was very wise in talking about aura et labora, work and pray, because I think both are very essential. And for me, that verse in the prologue 
gets at that. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about um, praying before working, I remembered that uh, Father Ed Hayes has a couple of prayers that we can pray before we begin a work. I thought our listeners might be interested in those. The first is just a very simple ritual before beginning a new task to make a sign of the cross on the forehead, lips, and heart and say, open my mind and my soul and my heart to your grace. That's that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's very beautiful. Because that could become a ritual that could then become part of our day and help us become more aware of God's presence in mm-hmm. our work. Mm-hmm. And then he also wrote um, a little bit longer prayer that I'd like to read. O oh, gracious God, let my work be done as prayer as I do it one with you. May I carry your presence as I respond to all people with kindness and warmth, with joy and humble service. May the work that I do be a mirror of your handiwork in the excellence of its execution, in the joy of doing it for its own sake, in my poverty of ownership over it, in my openness to failure or success, and in its bearing fruit for the world. May I be aware that through this work I draw near to you. I come to you, O God, with ready hands. Amen. Very nice. Very nice. It kind of pulls it all together there in a very special way. It does. Thank you, Jennifer. And with that, we need to close for today. Thank you very much, Sister Mary Liz, for sharing your insights with us, your insights about prayer and work. You're welcome. Listen, St. Benedict Speaks Today is a production of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. Production assistance was provided by Mary Manicki. The translation of the Rule of St. Benedict that we used in this podcast is RB1980, published by Liturgical Press. Our theme music was composed by Sister Susan Barber and performed by the Sisters of Mount St. Scholastica. We invite you to learn more about the Mount community by visiting our website at www.mountosb.org. Thank you for listening.